for some reason, I just had it in my head. I was like, well, I don't deserve like easy pregnancies. I don't deserve this home birth. Like this is too good to be true. And I remember like kind of that coming up in one of my appointments with my midwife and she just like helped me through that and just helped me get out of my head and, you know, tried to help me, um, you know, envision the birth that I wanted. Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. How can we lean into the primal nature of birth and experience it as the full rite of passage that it was designed to be? Hey there, happy home birthers, and welcome to this week's episode of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and today we're speaking with Carrie, a stay-at-home, soon-to-be homeschooling mom of three. In this episode, we'll uncover the work that Carrie did, particularly between her second and third birth, that led to a deeper understanding of the transformative power that birth holds for those who seek it. Okay, let's jump in. Please remember that the opinions of my guest may not necessarily reflect my own and vice versa. And this show is not medical advice. It's an educational tool. So continue to take empowered responsibility for your health and your family. Carrie, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited too. (laughs) All of the interviews that I've been doing recently, so many of them are with my students from the Home Birth Collective. And there is just something so beautiful about getting to know someone so deeply and sharing so much, growing together, and then getting to come back around, you know, to circle back how everything unfolded. Um, So I'm just thrilled to have you. Would you mind taking just a moment to introduce yourself and your family to the listeners? Yeah, sure. Um, My name is Carrie. I am a stay-at-home mom and wife. I have three children. My husband and I have been married going on seven years this year, and we pretty much, you know, wanted to start a family right away, and we were able to. And we did. And yeah. (laughs) Awesome. So let's talk about, let's kind of go through your experience. What, um, what was that first pregnancy and birth experience like for you? Yeah. So, um, we pretty much, you know, we, we knew we wanted to get pregnant right away. So, and I knew that we had a good chance of getting pregnant, um, right after my wedding, our wedding, because I actually was, (laughs) I had my period and I was like, well, okay, you know, So anyway, so um, we ended up getting pregnant right away. Um, And we actually ended up having him nine months to the day of our wedding. Wow. Um, (laughs) Like, all right. So basically, um, even though I had, we had planned to get pregnant, I just was not prepared at all. Basically, I thought I was prepared because I thought, well, I know how I want my birth to go. And that's all I need to know. I know how I want my pregnancy to go. Like, I don't want people pestering me, like, you know, doctors or whatever. And I just, you know, I spent all the time, you know, dreaming up my nursery and we did a whole, you know, nursery and everything. And I just wasn't prepared. It kind of hit me like a ton of bricks, especially like the first trimester. Um, I was really sick and I just was not prepared. My body 
I didn't really know a lot about, you know, fueling my body properly. And um, I didn't know about, you know, supplementation and minerals and all that stuff. So I think there was a lot at play there, how my first pregnancy kind of just hit me. Um, I actually was in like a really dark place because of it. Um, And I was just not happy in my first trimester. Um, I did get prenatal depression, which I just chalked up to me being so sick. So I was like, well, it just must be because I'm so sick. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, you know, um, but you know, the, the first trimester sickness, you know, went away and I felt better. So I was like, all right, well, that wasn't really depression or whatever, you know, just like playing it off, like, you know, not really thinking that it was like serious. Um, thankfully like the rest of my pregnancy went really well. Um, I did have rapid weight loss in the first trimester. Um, I lost about like 15 pounds, but then I had like rapid weight gain after I felt better. And I was like eating all the things again, just not knowing how to like fuel my body and just eating whatever I wanted. Um, my pregnancy with my first was, exciting and new and maybe I was a little naive um (laughs) because again I just didn't prepare in the way that I maybe should have um but I knew I wanted a natural birth I actually wanted a home birth with my first but we just didn't we couldn't find a home birth midwife um my midwife that I use now she was she just moved to the area I think and I didn't know about her because she just moved and so um yeah so I you know, I went through the our local OB office and I saw OBs and midwives alike. Um, didn't like it. <laughs> didn't like any of that. I don't know. I just I I had a very rushed appointments, impersonal appointments, and just um, I preferred the midwives over the OBs for sure. And uh, thankfully, there was one midwife who I did really like and connect with, and she did try her best within the very short time period that she had to connect with me Um, because, like, appointments were only 15 minutes, like, even if I was waiting in the waiting room for, like, half an hour. Um, But anyway, so I actually ended up having several ultrasounds in my first pregnancy. Um, They were basically telling me that he was going to be too big. Um, maybe a little concerns with like his kidneys, I guess. I don't know. I've heard that's a, it's more common in boys for, you know, not fully draining or emptying out. And so there, I had about five or six ultrasounds just because of his size. And they were like, well, he might be big, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, that's not a thing. Like, even as a first time mom, I I did enough research, even though, you know, I should have been doing a little bit more maybe to know that big babies just were not a thing for the most part. Um, So I just wasn't happy getting those ultrasounds, but I guess, you know, going through the system, I just felt that pressure and just like felt like I couldn't do anything about it. But anyway, um, you know, Labor Day came and uh, uh, it was at 39 weeks exactly. And um, my water actually, my membranes actually started rupturing as the first sign of labor, which I know doesn't happen, um, you know, a lot. So I was like, well, you know, I guess this is it. This is, I'm, my water broke, I'm in labor. 
you know, I knew it was my water. I wasn't like, it wasn't like a false alarm or anything like that. I was pretty sure. I was super excited, obviously, you know, being a first time mom, we called the hospital um, right away. It was like one in the morning that I got up to go to the bathroom and my, my water broke. Um, So we were like, all right, like we got to call the hospital because they said um, if my water breaks, then, you know, I have to, I have to go in. That's what they said. You know, Mm -hmm. I just wish (laughs) that I maybe would have stayed home a little longer. Um, But, you know, we got to the hospital And my mom actually drove us to the hospital. She came out of her way to come and get us to go to the hospital because she doesn't live super close by. But um, my husband is legally blind. So we actually, we needed a driver and she wanted to be the one to do it. Um, And we wanted to to allow her that because I was excited because it was her first, um, even though it wasn't her first grandchild, it was the first one that she would be able to like be there for. And I really wanted her there because I know she was going to be a good support too. Um. So we got to the hospital and, you know, got checked into triage because they monitor you for, you know, half an hour and do all the things. They checked to see if my water had broken and indeed it had. Um, There was a really cool nurse there actually that, you know, was actually pretty helpful. It was like, uh, I was kind of pleasantly surprised that there was a nurse there that understood like what I wanted and um, she was actually happy that she didn't have to, we, we declined, we declined some things and she was super happy that she didn't have to do anything with the baby extra. Um, so that was cool. Um, and I was one centimeter dilated when I got to the hospital and, you know, of course doctors look at that and they're like, well, you know, like if you don't have the baby by a certain time, your water you know, it was broke. Um, we're going to have to, you know, speed things along. So, um, I was in, you know, early labor, not really having a lot of pain for a few hours. And the doctor, you know, did come in and say, Hey, listen, like, we're going to check you. If you haven't dilated, uh, then we're going to give you Pitocin. And I just was like, (laughs) I thought, again, this is where I did not really communicate. Um, I I didn't work through like what I would say in those, in that moment, like beforehand, like I just didn't think that that was going to happen. I thought that I was going to stand up to these like white coats and like be all tough. And (laughs) so, but I just stood there with my mouth, like a gape and I'm like, okay, you know, hoping that somebody would step in. Cause me and my husband are like, so non-confrontational, like he's so chill and he definitely didn't, you know, didn't know what to say in that moment either. But thankfully um, my mom was there and she was like, no, like she said, my no for me, <laughs> what wow. I couldn't say. Cause I just didn't find, I couldn't find the words. Cause I'm like, is this doctor really standing here in front of me? Like telling me what he's going to do. Um, and my mom was like, no, that's not what we're doing. If this is your birth, you can have the birth that you want. We can do it differently. And I was like, that's like, I don't know. I just was, I get a little emotional thinking about, you know, that time and how my mom kind of stood up for us and um, just how encouraging she was. Like she was totally, um, you know, she knew that I could have, you know, natural birth as a first time mom and, she was just really helpful in that moment because she has a very strong personality. 
And um, I always thought that I did, but I always like, I kind of like get, you know, quiet under pressure. Mm. Um, And the thing was like, I was the only person there having my baby that day. So I was like, why are they like rushing me? There's nobody here. Like there's nobody there. Super weird, whatever. So anyway, the midwife was super cool. She escorted him out the room basically. And we didn't see him again until after the baby was born. Um, She suggested, she gave me my options and I actually decided to like try the breast pump, you know, nipple stimulation. Okay. Um, And so that definitely got things going, like kicked it, you know, right into active labor. Um, And pretty much in active labor, um, I was, I had back labor like right away. Um, it was like the worst pain ever. I don't (laughs) want to feel that ever again. Um, and there wasn't really, um, even though I had the midwife there, like, I feel like there wasn't really a lot that they were helping me with. And I didn't know enough about like position changes that could maybe help the baby turn into a different position, but they were helping me with like, I guess, relief, like doing, um, doing uh the cats whatever that movement is on your hands and knees mm-hmm. um and that was like helpful but i was super tired at that point and i just didn't want to be on my hands and knees like i just wanted to lay down or be in the tub mm-hmm. thankfully i did get to use the tub my midwife was very very good she actually read through my birth plan um and she tried to you know do everything as as best she could you know within her hospital constraints i guess um the tub was super helpful for me and I was able to just enjoy that and relax. And I was really trying to enjoy my labor because I did feel really, really good. Even though the back labor was horrible. Um, There did come a point where uh, I was laying in the bed and um, what I now know as liminality, um, you know, that, that stage where you just kind of go off. Um, and I didn't actually know that until the HBC. So that's kind of cool. Just like learning new, new terms and stuff. So I was laying in the bed and I actually felt my, I don't want to sound weird, but again, like we talked about, this is, this is what, you know, women experience. I was like floating. It felt like I was floating above my body. (laughs) Like I could see the room from the top, from the ceiling. It was really weird and I wasn't sleeping like I wasn't sleeping it was so weird and I don't want to sound like I don't want to sound crazy but that's literally what I experienced um and I thought that was really cool because I was like this pain is like mind-bending but I'm like leaving my body right now (laughs) like I don't know I just thought that was like really cool um and then I did was end up I did end up falling asleep in between contractions because I was so tired I only got like one hour of sleep by the way, <laughs> like we went to bed late that night, um, not thinking that I was going to go in slavery because I felt really good. Like I was not, I'm, I was pretty comfortable and, you know, not alarmist, like whatever. Didn't think that I was going to go into labor anyway, super tired. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I was able to go back and forth between the tub and the bed. I was just, again, really tired and I wanted to just basically sleep. (laughs) But um, thankfully, uh, you know, the tub uh, was, 
was super, super warm. And I remember being on my hands and knees at one point in the tub and um, uh, feeling, you know, super pushy. So uh, again, like as a first time mom, you don't know what it's going to feel like, but I knew what that was. I knew it was the fetal ejection reflex, like kicking in. And I was like, isn't this what's supposed to happen? Like, this is really good. I'm my, my contractions are, are starting to, you know, push him out or whatever. And I had like three of those super pushy grunty contractions um, in the tub. And I was like, great. Like, I'm going to have my water birth. Like I'm going to, you know, have him in the tub because that's what they said I could possibly do in the hospital because, you know, you're, they say you're allowed and not allowed to do certain things. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so, but anyway, they actually ended up getting me out of the tub because my blood pressure, I guess, was like a little too high for their liking. Um, I don't know. I felt fine, <laughs> but I was too tired to protest. Um, so I just got out of the tub and, um, you know, they had, they laid me down on the bed and they checked, she checked me because she was like, well, let's, let's do a check. And again, I just didn't know what I could decline. And again, too tired to protest. So I was at nine and a half with a cervical lip. So I didn't know what a lip was at that point. I didn't. So I was like, okay, whatever. Like, um, I guess, like they told me to wait, you know, don't push or whatever, but my body was like wanting to push. So it was really intense, just like waiting that out. Um, and the midwife was actually, you know, touching my perineum and kind of, I guess, assisting there. I don't know. Um, I would definitely, I don't, I, that was very painful and I do not, um, advocate for any kind of perineal like manipulation Mm -hmm. anymore (laughs) because it's just you don't I don't feel like it was I don't know I don't feel like it was needed but anyway so you know my the FER was still kind of like kicking in and um but they were you know I I kind of felt that sort of going away after a little bit because I was laying down on my side and even though like my midwife honored that I didn't want to lay on my back. Um, And even though I was super tired and actually probably laying on my side was, you know, better for, for me being so tired. Like I couldn't even hold up my leg. They're like, hold up your leg. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm (laughs) no, I'm not (laughs) holding my leg up. Like I can't even, I, I felt like I could barely do anything. So my husband, obviously, you know, he was right there. So he held my leg. Um, and they're like, okay, like, don't put, they, they were sort of coachy, not overly coachy. Like they were not um, super, super bad about that. Cause I didn't want to be coached. I didn't, I really didn't. I thought that the FER would do it and that would be great, but they were a little bit coachy. So basically, you know, I was, I was actually super elevated during this pushing time because the pain was super great because I felt like I couldn't push when I wanted to. Mm. Um, And it was just so new to me. Everything was like, ah, like I went from super, super quiet in labor, like barely whispering when I needed to talk to somebody and, you know, being inside of myself to like 
you know, jumping out of that when pushing came and like being fully coherent and, you know, super escalated in my tones and in my talking and just so uh, finally, like half an hour after I started pushing, um, he was born. Thankfully, I was like, I don't know, that pushing was not fun. Um, when you're not able to work with your body and just allow it to do its thing, I felt like I was, it was, you know, kind of interrupted. So that's why I was kind of escalated. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, he was born and just the oxytocin tears just, you know, started flowing. I wasn't actually prepared for that. I I knew I was going to cry. I was like, oh yeah, like I'm probably going to cry, you know, be so happy that he's born. But like the hormonal part of that, like I just was not prepared for um, I think I was like sniffling and crying on and off in the hospital for like the whole time I was there. <laughs> like, And then like, they even made us watch like a video about certain things like, um, you know, shaking baby syndrome. And Don't all shake that baby. <laughs> like they made us watch a video and I'm sitting there like holding my son, like bawling my eyes out. Like, why am I watching this video? Um, but anyway, he was born and it was great. Um, I was obviously happy to have him. Uh, but again, just in being in the hospital, you just don't know what you don't know at the time. Overall, it was a really, really good experience though. Like I'm not going to lie for being in the hospital. You know, we, I did have an advocate in my mom, um, us being first time parents. So I'm really happy about that. And, uh, postpartum with him kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. Uh, my husband only got a week off Mm. and I just didn't know. I didn't want to ask for help beyond like two weeks. I don't know. I feel like you're kind of expected to just do it because you're a mom and you have to do it. And my mom was super helpful during those um, first few weeks. But after that, I just kind of like cocooned and I just didn't, I didn't ask for help. So it was just really, it was hard. I definitely had the baby blues with him. Um, Didn't have like depression or anything like that, but just definitely felt like I was alone Um, in, in some ways. Um, but I just like, you know, you put a smile on your face and you pretend that you're good and everything is easy and all this, like, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, yeah, just was not good at, you know, being, I guess, transparent. I'm like a recovering people pleaser. So I just hide certain parts of myself and, you know, just muscle through. So that was your first birth experience yeah. <laughs> and your first yeah. postpartum and you have this experience. How did your second pregnancy come about and did you make any changes? Yeah, um, absolutely. So my um, second pregnancy uh, was just a few months after my son, our son turned one. So we were like, oh, here we go again. We're going to have them <laughs> like two years apart. We are super excited though. Like we are always so joyful and excited to, you know, welcome another little person. But I remember feeling a little bit sad about it too, because I, I felt like I wanted more time with my toddler with just it being me and him. But um, I did get, you know, really excited. And uh, actually before I got pregnant with my second, I again, like scoured the internet because I'm like, I know there's a home birth midwife in the area. I heard somebody say something like there has to be somebody here. Cause in my area, like, Oh, we don't have a lot of 
options. There's definitely a few here now, but it's not, you don't have like your pick of the, of the bunch kind of thing. So I found a midwife way before I got pregnant. I think my my son was like not even a year old yet, but I'm like, babe, like we're finding a home birth midwife. This is what we're doing. I a hundred percent, you know, knew I wanted a home birth. So we found her and I was like, yes, like we got her. (laughs) I didn't even interview her yet or anything, but I'm like, there's this person here and reading her website. She sounds amazing. So, you know, this could be really good. So, you know, hired our midwife. She was the only midwife that we interviewed. (laughs) Thankfully, uh, she was great. We, you know, because you don't just go and hire the first midwife that you interview if you have like different options. But thankfully, we just loved her right away. Um, Even though I was kind of a little bit self-conscious and, you know, carrying extra weight from my previous pregnancy, I just knew that it was going to be you know, a healthier pregnancy, um, and just, you know, changing what I, you know, how I ate, you know, supporting my body as best I could. So again, the prenatal depression hit me. I don't know. I was not expecting that because before I chalked it up to, well, I'm so sick. That's why that's, I'm, I'm really sick. And the second time around, I wasn't as sick. So I was like, well, why am I feeling this way? And again, I just didn't, even at that time, I didn't know that it could be related to, you know, a deficiency or something, you know, that I needed. Uh, But I was really bummed because I'm like, why is this depression coming again? Like, I do not want to feel like this. And, you know, pretty much my husband was actually the only person that I told because I just didn't feel comfortable telling other people because sometimes I feel like there's a stigma or, you know, it's taboo around, especially, um, a Christian, you know, getting depression. So I just didn't feel comfortable telling anybody, um, because I thought that it would get downplayed and I was already trying to downplay it. Like I often do with a lot of my things, that I've gone through. Um, but again, that kind of lifted about 14 to 16 weeks. And so I was really happy about that, you know, um, try my best to just fuel my body and my pregnancy. Thankfully, you know, with choosing a home birth midwife with any choice you make when you're pregnant, like as we've talked about in the HVC, it's your, responsibility. Like it's my responsibility. So even though I chose a home birth midwife, I just, I did want to take more responsibility for the choices surrounding that. And so, but it also was easier to make, I guess, healthier and better choices. Um, you know, having a home birth because you know what your you want your goal to be. And I had a different mindset. Thankfully, my midwife, you know, she kind of has a lot of the, uh, just a lot of the things that I was looking for as far as like how I wanted her to be in labor and how I, like how I envisioned like my birth going, I guess I was, uh, over overdue. They, you know, after 40 weeks, they like to say that you're overdue. 
So um, I was 40 plus five when she decided to, that she wanted to come. And actually, I'm going to backtrack a little bit here. My midwife is um, across the border in a different state. So um, I didn't want to mess around with her legally. I just, we just did not want to cause any problems because <laughs> she was not able to practice in my state. So we actually made the plan to have our baby at my mom's and dad's house. Um, which was great. They were like totally on board. My mom was like, okay, what do I need to do? Like, she was like, okay, you know, ready to help us. And so it was great. We had that plan. We're like, all right, we'll just, when I'm in labor, we'll just go over to my mom's house. Like, it'll be fine. Like, I'm not going to have the baby. It'll be, you know, I'll make sure that we leave on time and everything like that. I actually was in my head a little bit about that, um, about my body, like, kind of like, what if my body doesn't do what it's supposed to do? Or what if it, what if I have the baby in the car and like, what if this is too good to be true? I don't know. I just, I kind of messed with myself in a little way because for some reason I just had it in my head. I was like, well, I don't deserve like easy pregnancies. I don't deserve this home birth. Like this is too good to be true. And I remember like kind of that coming up in one of my appointments with my midwife and she just like helped me through that. And just help me get out of my head and, you know, tried to help me, um, you know, envision the birth that I wanted. And so I felt really, you know, more comfortable after that. Um, But (laughs) again, just not really, you know, thinking about how it would go and being stubborn and um, like not going over to my, like wanting to go over to my mom's house like a couple days before. And like, they had asked me, they were like, Carrie, you know, you should, you should come over just in case, you know, you're getting close. It's, you've gone, this is the farthest that I've gone in pregnancy. And so I was like, no, like, it'll be fine. I'm not going, I don't want people breathing down my neck. Like I thought in my head, like people are going to be like, you know, like, Hey, but it wasn't going to be the case at all because like my mom knows how to kind of give, give space. So I don't know. I was just, again, it was in my head. So Labor Day came 40 plus five with my second pregnancy. For some reason, I was just, I don't know. I was super, I'm not an alarmist and I try to like just downplay things. So I was like, "Eh, I'm not, I'm not really in labor. Like what if this is, this isn't anything, you know, it's fine. And my midwife had told me to like call her right away, like, and get over to my mom's house as soon as possible. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, yeah. All right. Sure. I'll do that. You know, (laughs) not, I don't know. Again, just in my head, I woke up in the middle of a super, you know, sort of intense contraction um, on her birthday. And I was like, well, what was that? That, You know, that couldn't have been a contraction, Um, but it was even so I laid there for an hour, (laughs) like, seeing if you know timing them trying to see you know what it was and sure enough like it seemed like it was labor but I was still like in the back of my head like I don't know just not convinced I was like well we'll go to church like it'll be fine we'll we'll go to church and you know it was a Sunday and so then I finally woke I finally got out of bed I'm like all right like I'll text 
my midwife. I, I texted her. <laughs> I didn't call her. I don't know why I didn't call her. Anyway, hindsight. Um, and I was like, yeah, like, I think I'm having, you know, contractions or whatever. And she was like, okay, you know, just like, keep me updated. And like half an hour later, I'm pretty sure like I had my bloody show in the toilet. Um, so I was like, yeah, I like just had my bloody show. Okay. Like, guess we're going over to my mom's, like, you know, we'll, we'll get over there soon. Contractions were getting way more intense. Uh, and again, my, I didn't communicate to my husband, you know, fully what I would need, um, in labor. Like I thought that I was going to be like, okay, like going to get in the car. So I didn't communicate my needs to my husband and he, you know, is super chill and I don't really like to be bothered when I'm in labor. So I'm like, listen, like, I don't, I don't need you right next to me right now. Like when it gets intense, like definitely, you know, he can be right there, but so he was outside actually with my toddler run. He was uh, just burning off some steam with him. And I had called my in-laws in the meantime, cause they were actually going to drive us over to my parents. Um, cause again, my husband can't drive. So the plan was to have them come right over. They live right across the river. So um, I called my, my mother-in-law and I was like, yeah, like, just so you know, like be on standby, you know, I don't know. And she's like, oh no, we're coming. We're coming right over. Like she knew. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Sure. You know, come right over. That was about 8.30 in the morning that they got there. We didn't leave the house until 9.45. Um, like, I I was, like, in the house, like, trying to work through contractions. They were super intense. Um, I was trying to gather a couple things for my suitcase. Like, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll make my way to the car eventually. And my husband was outside. I did not tell him to come in. Like, he... I think my father-in-law came in at one point and like was checking because they're like, where is she? Like, <laughs> like nobody, <laughs> nobody came in. Like it was, it was weird looking back. I was like, why? But again, like, you know, there was no communication really happening. So my father-in-law came in at one point and I was sitting on my, my labor ball and I was on by the couch and I, I just like threw my head back and then like went down into the couch and he was like, like, this is intense. Like he knew. So I, I finally made my way to the door and I just was having contraction after, after contraction, you know, just from the brief walk from my door to the car. And I was like, okay, like, this is definitely amping up, like, you know, whatever, we'll get there. My, my father-in-law is a great driver. He was actually dri- going to drive us because I just felt better with him driving. Just didn't, I wanted a smooth, smooth ride. <laughs> so, um, we got, and my, my husband actually rode with my mother-in-law because I was like, well, you, you know, don't squeeze in the back. You're so tall. Like here, have a comfortable, you know, seat, keep your mom company. It'll be fine. You know? So we, we make our way, you know, we leave the house and, um, we had a plan to like, I was going to, we were going to go the the back way. We were going to take a side route and to try to see if we could get there quicker, but pretty shortly after, you know, we um got in the car i was like hey like you need to stay on the main road like just stay on the main road because i was super uncomfortable obviously (laughs) like i felt like right when we got in the car like my contractions i was like oh transition like here it is like boy deciding to happen right when i get in the car um so i was like stay on the main road and he's like all right and then he's like just so you know (laughs) he's like just so you know i don't have there's like some comical moments. 
a little bit looking back. He's like, I don't have my hearing aids in today. So you're going to have to like, and he had been to my parents' house before, but he just needed some reminders on like where to turn. So I was like, all right, fine. Like whatever. But he's like, I don't have my hearing aids in today. So you're going to have to like, uh, you know, really kind of speak up. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, crap. Like I do not talk loud. Like I whisper when I'm in labor, I feel like it's my body's way of like conserving energy. Like I just immediately go down to like a whisper when I'm really focusing during contractions. Um, at least with my first two, that's what I did because I was, I had to super, super focus. Um, so I was like, I'm not going to be like, you know, I, that's, I can't give him directions if I'm not even going to be like talking anyway, whatever. So, uh, pretty much I, I would say about with 15 minutes left to go in the ride, we live about half an hour away from my parents with about 15 minutes left we i started to just have this big long contraction that just would not let up like there was no stopping and i was like that's you know this is really this sucks you know i'm in the car i definitely didn't want her to be born in the car this is exactly what we talked about you know i can't believe this is happening and so i was like you need to go i was like please go like really fast. Like, so he stepped on it. And in hindsight, like you don't want to be driving like crazy fast, you know, like you might see some videos of, of people trying to race to the hospital. And, but just, I wish again, just again, if I left a little earlier, you know, I was in my head about that afterwards. Like, what if I did, did this? And anyway, so, um, you know, he stepped on it. We still had about 15 minutes or so to go. And I felt like FER, you know, kick in, which, you know, was a really great feeling <laughs> if like, you know, I wasn't going like 70 miles an hour and with my son in the back too. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like she's going to be born in the car. This is, this is not okay. Like I can't. So I was like, just go, go, go. Like, giving him the turns and just telling him to go. And um, I was like, yeah, like, can you help me with my seatbelt? Like get my pants off type of thing. Like I just was not, I was arching over the back of the seat. She was coming out. She was coming. And I was like, this is like, this is not cool. Like I was just really mad that I didn't get there. Didn't get to my, my parents' house, but um, just within a few minutes, um, of you know arriving to my parents house i was finally like okay this is fine like she's gonna be born in the car this is where it's happening and it's okay like i know this is not necessarily an emergency um it's okay and that's when i finally like quieted my mind and honestly um i just felt just like a peace wash over me you know I feel like when I'm in labor, like God definitely meets me in these like crazy times. And he definitely, uh, he definitely is there with me and it's definitely a supernatural experience, I would say, um, for sure. And so just, you know, finally, you know, got that peace from God that everything was going to be okay. Well, later I found out that, um, there was this woman that had reached out to me and she was like, Hey, I don't want to sound weird, but on, you know, your daughter's birthday, um, I just felt so strongly that I needed to pray for you. 
And it was right at the moment that we were passing by this woman's church just down the road from my parents that I felt that peace come over me. And she was at church at that very moment. For some reason, like it was my mom's friend. Like I don't even talk to this lady, but she reached out to me and she was like, I just felt that I should pray for you. And it was right around the time based on my, you know, sharing of my story on Facebook that, you know, we were, we were going to be at my mom's. And I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, that's amazing. She was like, I don't want to sound weird. I was like, no, that's like the Holy Spirit, you know? And so I was like, actually, I did feel, you know, a heavenly peace come over me. So I don't know. I just wanted to share that because I think that's super cool. <laughs> Some people yeah, might think really it's special. weird, but yeah, it was super, super special and just really cool how, you know, God just, even just like a random person, you know, he can intercede for you in like, you know, a moment of uh, not necessarily weakness, but, you know, just a, a intense moment that you might not be praying yourself, you know, like, mm. um, so just, that was super cool thinking back on that feeling. Cause it was so strong. Like the, you know, the presence of God was so strong in that moment. And then finally she was, um, just like a mile up the road from my parents' house. She was, she was crowning and her head, you know, came out. And finally, I just, that was the point where I was like, okay, this is, this is fine. Like she's good. And I started talking to her and, you know, reassuring my father-in-law that she was okay (laughs) because he was really, I mean, we were, we were both escalated. Like we were both, it was super intense until her head came out, obviously. Like that was, you know, after that just relief, but it was just crazy. We were still flying down the road. Um, And uh, I was like, no, no, like, she's okay. She's okay. I was talking to her. My father-in-law was like, should I call 911? And I was like, no, 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 it's okay. You know, just keep going, just go. And in hindsight, I kind of wish that I was like, that I told him to like slow down and like even pull over, pull over. Yeah. But like, (laughs) just to have like, just to, just to be able to just have her come out and just to slow down and just to be like, okay, let's just get to the house now, you know? But again, didn't, my brain was just, it's, you know, it's crazy when you're trying to like, I guess, manage that kind of situation. Absolutely. You know, when you don't have your, you know, I guess, professional help (laughs) that you hoped that you would have. Um, And so, you know, we got to my parents' house. I actually caught her. She came out right before we pulled into my, my parents' driveway. And that was just like a super empowering moment. Um, In the moment, I didn't think of it as the empowering time that it was because I was like, oh, like she was born in the car. Like, come on, that's ridiculous, you know? (laughs) But um, like my body did everything that it was supposed to do and I didn't need any help. Like, um, so the looking back on, on those, you know, and seeing actually what happened instead of looking at it as like a, well, I didn't get my home birth and my dad rigged up this water thing to have like right in the room that I was, he like rigged up this like hot water thing for the tub. And I was just in my head and people were like, Hey, make sure you get here. So I was just like feeling a little bit of like external like pressure too, you know, but you know, looking back, she was born exactly the way 
that she wanted to be born (laughs) and it was (laughs) fine. It was total chaos. Like it really was a little bit of chaos after she came out. Um, Thankfully, my midwife was like right there in the driveway, like waiting for us. Cause she's like, okay, they're not here yet. Like, I'm just going to wait for them. Like she had just gotten there. Um, She, you know, she's just really great. And so she, um, the air conditioning was like blasting and I didn't have any towels for her because why would I bring towels? No, (laughs) like, like I just did not think of anything. Like I just got in the car. I didn't bring any towels. Well, the plan wasn't to have her in the car. No, like I didn't. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't think about that. And even though my water hadn't broken yet, like my water was, you know, had broke when she was emerging. Mm -hmm. So I, again, just didn't, didn't think things through. Um, and so, you know, we got towels, um, we got, you know, got my pants all the way off. Like I walked into the house, butt naked. I'm sorry. I'm going to be like totally real right now. I was butt naked. There was way too many people at my parents' house um, because, you know, my, my siblings are there and just, you know, people are there all the time and that's fine. Like whatever. I really, I didn't really care about that. My parents' house is big enough. We have a big enough outside. They weren't going to be like hovering over me. But for some reason, like everybody was in the driveway, like when, when, you know, they realized that she was born, like it was just a crazy, a crazy time. And like the cord was wrapped around her neck. And we know that that's not, you know, necessarily an emergency that's totally normal and common and doesn't necessarily mean that there's something wrong. So there was some people that was just, you know, it was scary for them to see that the cord was around her neck and her face was blue, not because of she was lacking oxygen, but because she came out so fast, she was bruised. And so we, you know, cleared that up later, you know, made sure it was just her, the bruising, you know? Um, But we got, we got inside and uh, thankfully like everything was good. We, we were able to kind of settle down and kind of come down. Like I was, the hormones did not hit me like they did with my first, um, simply because I, of the circumstances, I think, um, I was like managing a situation. Like yeah. I was trying to like manage. Um, and, uh, so just, I didn't have like the, I don't know. I, I was super happy that she was here, but I just was coming down from like such a crazy experience. And my father-in-law, like bless his heart, like he was shaking oh. for like for hours. Like, I don't think he was okay. The whole, like he was, you know, he was fine. Like I saw, we saw him, you know, after, but I don't think he was okay mm-hmm. for like at least the rest of the day, <laughs> like, like it was really intense. For he's him. like, I he's did like, not sign up for this. No, like he did not. Like, <laughs> he just was like the driver. Um, <laughs> so like, yeah, it was just really intense. But after, you know, we did have those quiet moments of like, I got to snuggle with my baby and my midwife, you know, everything was, she, you know, we left the cord on for like, you know, a couple hours, at least an hour until it stopped pulsing, because that's just what you do, you know, when you know about, you know, the things that you know about home birth, you know, you don't disturb. I don't know. I just, I love those moments afterwards, even though it was still kind of crazy. Like I still got to have my daughter right next to me. She didn't leave my side. Um, 
like a big question, I guess, was like, everybody was like, well, who cut the cord? Like, why? Like, who cut the cord? And I'm like, well, well, Matt did. Like, she was just born in the car. Like, it's fine. Like, everything was fine. Like, you don't separate a baby from their mother, like, right away. Like, you know, so, and the, you know, the blood's still in the cord. So we wanted that to, that's her blood. You know, we, again, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So, but that was funny because everyone's just like, they just were, you know, confused, I guess, about that part. <laughs> Concern. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it was great. Like, even though I didn't get like a home birth, like I didn't, you know, we we had a great experience afterwards. And um, it was really great because like we stayed at my parents for a week mm. and they, they, like my mom, you know, was, she like just took my older my toddler and gave us the space that we needed. And like, we were just able to be there and just have, you know, quiet moments and just, you know, be with each other. Uh, And, you know, my midwife was great. She's, I don't know. I keep talking about my midwife, but she's pretty awesome. (laughs) Um, And that's really helpful. I think when you're looking for your birth team and like who you want to be on your birth team, I would think that, you know, a midwife that you can, you know, connect with and, and that you can relate to maybe in some ways um, is super helpful. But anyway, like just, um, had to process that a little bit, the birth, because again, I was in my head about how it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And I just, um, thankfully I was able to talk with somebody about it. Um, that just listened to me actually, um, the birth story doula, Rebecca, she actually, um, she actually like helped me kind of like see all the amazing parts that my story was, instead of like dwelling on, well, I didn't get my home birth and like people were like joking and laughing and I was laughing too. And, you know, whatever, you know, and, but then when I really thought about it after, you know, it kind of blew over, I was like, why do I feel so crappy about this? Mm-hmm. Like, I really shouldn't feel crappy, you know? Um, it was just because I had like these expectations that weren't met, I guess. And I just didn't know how to deal with that. Um, but honestly, it got, it went exactly the way it was supposed to. And I'm obviously so happy, like she's fine and we're, we're great. So, yeah. Oh man, Carrie. Yeah. That one, that is a, a very intense (laughs) birth experience. Yeah. Um, But I love that you reached out, um, for support in internalizing it, you know, for getting, getting support in kind of, okay, how, how can I see this? Like what, what's the beauty in all of this? That makes such a huge difference. Yeah. Um, but with, with that birth story and how that unfolded, how did that impact you with your third pregnancy? Yeah. So, um, basically our third pregnancy was a super surprise just, we were, you know, going through some health issues with my husband. We were actively not trying. Um, we actually were struggling in that area for some reason. I don't know. We were struggling. My cycle was really wonky actually started in 2020. It was really wonky for some reason for like a short period of time. I have my own 
ideas about that, but uh, <laughs> we won't talk about that on here. Um, <laughs> we can all, we can all imagine <laughs> um, what we but want. Anyway, my, I, I got my cycle back to, you know, it's normal thing and, you know, it was fine. It worked itself out, but we got a positive pregnancy test uh, almost a year to the day now of this recording. Um, just, you know, on late April that we got um, our positive pregnancy test. And I just knew right away that I wanted to, you know, prepare for this pregnancy in such a different way that than I ever did with my last two. Like it wasn't enough for me to just have a home birth um, or just like hire the right midwife. You know, I knew I wanted to do more preparation and um, I like immediately, you know, within days after, you know, the positive test, I just remember talking to my husband and just telling him, listen, like, I feel so much peace about this pregnancy. I know that, you know, it's in God's hands, but I really would like to prepare a little bit better. And actually around that time was right. Like I found out I was pregnant and shortly after that, um, I did actually do a couple of things. I started to like, listen to your podcast a little more. And then I, um, I actually downloaded like the Christian hypnobirthing app and started to like, listen to the scriptural, um, things like right, right there and tried to connect with my baby like right away. Cause I was like, this is going to be a different pregnancy. Like this is going to be a different, you know, pregnancy. I'm going to be mentally and spiritually and emotionally like present in all aspects of it and you know with my older children and so right around that time was actually when I came across um just uh your uh new you had just I think started to uh put out your information about the home birth collective and I I saw that on your stories just like I happened to like see it because I don't always see uh like, you know, social media is really wonky. And I just, I happened to see it on this day. And I remember being like, holy crap, like, this is what I, I need to like, see what this is about. So um, I told my husband, I was like, hey, there's this opportunity for me to do this, this like, deep work that needs to happen before we have another baby. <laughs> and I really, really want to take it. Um you know, knowing the, the, the investment that it was, um, it was really kind of scary. So I was like, Oh, like, you know, but my husband was like totally down, like he's super supportive. Um, and he trusts my decisions regarding, especially regarding pregnancy and birth. Like he just has always been, um, super supportive and open on whatever, you know, I feel like that we, that I need to do. So he was like, yeah, like go for it. So with that, I joined the Home Birth Collective and um, I was a little nervous because I, I knew that there was going to gonna be work that needed to happen internally. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I don't like exploring like, <laughs> like deep parts of myself mm-hmm. a lot. So um, that was like a little nerve wracking for me. Uh, but um, I remember... I think it was like in 
session two, the session about releasing um, fears and, you know, not releasing all fears, but because we learned, I learned that, you know, some fear is okay, you know, like we talked about and that it's normal. Like it's, it's normal. we don't have to, we don't have to be mad at ourselves if a yeah. moment of, there's a moment of fear. A moment exactly. Of fear. Exactly. Yeah. And just talking about, um, you know, the sanity the sanitization of life is something that really kind of stuck out to me. Like, you know, I thought that, you know, if I was loud in labor or if I tried to like, if I didn't have like this like pain-free experience or this certain experience that, you know, it was wrong or, Mm. you know, but it's like, it kind of like, if you, if you think like even sheltering my kids from home birth, like being like, oh, you know, they're going to be scared, you know, mm-hmm. or, or, um, you know, I can't, I can't be too loud. It's going to be too much for people, you know, and it just kind of goes back to like sanitizing. Like we've, like we've talked about, like you, uh, you know, today you just, people just sanitize things and th- nobody wants anybody to feel anything bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it only has to be good. It only has to be positive. Um, so, you know, I, I I was never worried or fearful actually about the pain of childbirth. So I was like, well, why am I trying to push that away? Like, why am I like pain? There's good pain. You know, this is good pain. And that's actually what I was actually focused. I felt like I could, you know, actually work through some things and actually think about, you know, what childbirth is and it's a rite of passage you know it's a right it's a sacred time that I never really like I guess tapped into or thought about even with my last two like I was excited and stuff but I just never really realized like what it could be if I let um you know if I did the work and if I let you know God kind of meet me and help me through and so I actually um if it's okay I what actually we um worked on during that second session part of our uh thing was to like kind of write a psalm to to the Lord um that was part of our homework I guess and I actually ended up writing my psalm after the 12 weeks were over because I felt like I had more time to like process through the 12 weeks and see and slow down and see what I wanted. And so is if it's okay, I would like to read my psalm. I would love that, Carrie. Okay. Heavenly Father, I know that you are good. Hear my heart's cry. Help me to lay my fears at your feet. You know my innermost thoughts. Oh, may I not be consumed by them. Draw near to me as I climb the mountain of motherhood once more. Do not let my foot slip from under me. You are good. You are a good father worthy of my praise and devotion. And it's so like short and simple. I was like, I was, I don't know. And there's, there's a part, there's a part in there. That's actually another part of another verse from the Bible, you know, our foot slipping. Um, But I don't know. I just, um, that second session, like working through fears was like super helpful for me. And I just didn't, I didn't think that I was going to open up in the ways that I did 
And so I was able to actually work through some of my fears that I actually suppressed um, a little bit, I guess, like having a hospital birth and, um, you know, being fearful of like human error in the hospital. That was like my fear. I wasn't afraid about pain. I wasn't afraid about, you know, I was afraid about like somebody doing something stupid to me or like, like forcing me to do something that I didn't want to do. And then like, you know, just, I don't know, just, and so I was able to actually, you know, work through that. And um, that was like really helpful and all, you know, the whole pregnancy and this whole, the whole um, time that I was in the home birth collective, like my husband was just cheering me on and encouraging me. And, you know, he worked through some of the sessions with me as well. And we were communicating with each other. Like, um, you know, I, I was, I was actually telling him like, Hey, like, this is actually what I need, you know, during this time and for labor, like, this is what I want you to do. And like, you know, like, so we were really communicative um, this time around. And so that was just really, really helpful. And uh, like almost, you know, super transformative and just eye-opening to be able to work through, um, you know, some things that we worked through and not to do it on our own, but we had, you know, a group of women that we were walking alongside and, you know, we were all pregnant at the same time. So it was just, it was really special. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's amazing. Oh, thank you, Carrie. I'm so, I'm so happy to hear how that preparation was for you. And I'm curious to hear with that, what was this third birth like? Yeah. So like I said, like, I just felt, you know, peace throughout this whole pregnancy and it's definitely from the Lord, you know? Um, and so um, also on a side note, um, we were able to actually stay home and mm-hmm. have our baby at home. So I was just, again, feeling so excited and happy that we didn't have to go anywhere because <laughs> nobody wants to go anywhere when you're, you know, in labor. Um, and so I was so happy to be able to stay home and my midwife would be able to come to us. So my labor with my son, Judah, he's four months old now. Um, it began on his guest date. I'm saying guest date because I still, I don't like the term due date. <laughs> like I, I get it, you know, but I'm saying guest date, you know, whatever. Love it. So, um, he actually, uh, his guest date was January 1st. Um, I was 40 weeks. Uh, I woke up again. I, I, I feel like my labors, my last two labors were, were pretty much identical, but the location made a lot of difference. Yeah. How, how I, how I was able to, you know, work through. Um, so I woke up around, I would say seven o'clock in the morning, uh, in the middle of a, I had a, just like a light crampy contraction thing, like whatever cramp. And I was like, huh, like, you know, that's weird. <laughs> okay. You know, it's probably nothing because actually the previous morning, Saturday, I woke up and the same thing happened. I had cramps for like half an hour or an hour and they like fizzled out. So I was like, eh, it's probably nothing. Like he's not going to be born on his due date. Like that just doesn't happen as like, you know, spontaneously as often. So I was like, whatever, like, it'll probably fizzle out. 
let's get the kids ready for church. Like my husband was already giving them breakfast and they were, I think they were already like getting dressed, like ready in their church clothes. Cause I'm like, yeah, we're going to church. It's fine. Like again, Sunday. Um, and, uh, so I, uh, I, I lay there for a little bit and I'm like, okay, like, you know, I'm having these consistent cramps, but you know, nothing too crazy. But so I told my husband, I was like, Hey babe, you know, we're having, I'm having these cramps, but it's probably going to be nothing. So let me just get my shower and, you know, we'll get ready for church. Cause I was seriously, again, trying to like talk my way, like not really allowing myself to believe that I was in labor and just downplaying it. Cause again, I guess I'm not that much of an alarmist. Like I was like, whatever, it's fine. Um, and I was like, yeah, let me just get my shower. Cause we'll just go to church and I can just come home. And even if I'm in labor, like it'll be fine. Like we can still go to church. Like this is nothing, you know, it's probably going to take a while. And, <laughs> uh, it was pretty clear after I got out of the shower that, you know, it was labor and my contractions were <laughs> amping up and um, I just felt like so excited and happy and at peace. Like I wasn't really in a lot of pain, um, even as the contractions were intensifying, like I was just so excited. And at that point, you know, when I got out of the shower, I was like, all right, you know, I'll get in some comfy clothes. And my husband was like laughing. Cause he's like, yeah, you're, you're in labor. Like he knows, like, you know, so he's always like, he's like the voice of reason or whatever, I guess. Um, and we had communicated before, like, okay, we're going to call the midwife. We're not going to text her. It's, it'll be great. You know? So we did that. We call, I called her and, um, she just knew like, right when she picked up the phone, she was like, yeah, like it's your due date, you know, like, what do you, what do you think about that? But uh, so it was, it was cool. Just like thinking about like little moments, you know, of the day. And so, cause we knew, she knew why I was calling her at 40 weeks, like that I was in labor before she, before I even told her. So I was like, yeah, I think I'm having like, you know, contractions, you know, but I'm not really timing them. I don't really know how far apart they are, like whatever. And she's like, all right, well, why don't you like, time them for a little bit and see where you're at, like, see how, how far apart they are. And I timed them for like, I don't know, half an hour. It was like nine 30 or so when I started timing them and I was like, okay, they're like two or three minutes apart. I was like, yeah, this is definitely, <laughs> this is definitely, they're close together. They're not as intense. Like they were intensifying, but they still were not to the level that I ever felt them to be in the past. Like I was like, I'm able to talk through them. Like I was doing stuff. Like I was just like, I felt like I wasn't in labor because I was having such a good time. Like, I guess if that's a thing. Yeah. Don't, don't get mad at me. (laughs) Don't get mad at me listeners. I, beautiful. (laughs) you know, informed her that they were pretty close together. And then I had my bloody show in the toilet. So I was like, yeah, you know, just had some, I texted her. I was like, just had some bloody show. She's like, all right. And so I didn't text her back, I guess. And so she called and she's like, Hey, you know, I'm coming. Like, you know, should I come over and should we have the pool set up? Cause she gave us the tub and my, my husband was actually getting that all situated. We actually had to like move some furniture around cause we have a, you know, we have a tight space. So we, he got the tub situated and I was like, well, you know, it'd be nice if I was in the water, you know, for labor and delivery, but it's okay if I'm not, you know, it's fine. 
if we don't get the tub filled in time, that's like totally fine. And like before I probably would have been like, ah, like I really, really want my water birth, you know, but I was just such at peace with like, however it was going to be, you know, I wasn't set on having a water birth, but I was like, you know, it'd be, it'd be nice. Let's, let's try, like, let's, let's try and see if we can get it filled. And so my midwife arrived at the house and uh, she was like, Hey, like, you don't really look like you're in labor. And I was like, I know, I don't really feel like I'm, I feel good. Like I'm talking in the middle of a contraction and yeah, she was like, are you having, and I was like, yeah, I'm having a contraction like right now. Like, and she's like, okay, well, I don't know. Like, you know, so, so we actually decided, I, I decided to get a cervical check, which, you know, I don't really, I don't like cervical checks, but I was like, Hey, let, let's, let's see where I'm at because we are filling the tub and we just weren't sure how much time we had. So I decided to get a check and also like, I was a little curious, you know, so my midwife, you know, informed me that I was like seven or eight centimeters already. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's, that's weird. Like, shouldn't I be like, you know, in pain right now? Like, like, should I be like inside myself? Like I usually go, you know, I kind of cocoon inside myself and like escape to like labor land, you know, I'm like eight, seven or eight centimeters, but I know like transition can be so short you know, it can just hit at different times. It just didn't feel real that I was like in labor and that far along because I was having such, I guess, like an easier time. So I was like, okay, like that's, that's fine. Um, there was definitely, a. my mom had, had arrived. She was helping out with the kids and, uh, the kids were like excited, you know, but they're like kind of in their own little little world like doing like they were like watching tv like i think my husband made them lunch because my mom hadn't gotten there yet um and they had eaten the early lunch because they ate breakfast like super early um but anyway um they were doing their own thing and we told them like you know baby brother's coming and in my head i was like oh like they're gonna want to be in the room you know they couldn't care less honestly when it came down to it like my, my, my son said later, he was like, yeah, you know, I was excited, but I was too busy watching TV. Like he was like, yeah, you know, like, so, he, so he was like, totally, totally real. And so I'm, so my mom got there and she was able to take over with the kids, which was good because um my contractions were definitely intensifying even more. And I had to like focus more. And my mom braided my hair because I love to get my hair braided when I'm in labor. Um, I want it out of my way and I don't know how to braid. So my mom braided my hair. She braided my hair with my first um, after I got home uh, with my second, um, you know, when we got inside and she braided my hair. So I just love that. She just braids my hair every time. I know it's like not a big deal, but oh, just like so these sweet. little things that are consistent. And um, so I was like sitting in the chair. I was actually super uncomfortable. <laughs> Cause my contractions were just, they were amping up. And so I was like, all right, like this sucks. I like it's here now, you know, I'm feeling the intensity. And so I was like, all right, babe, like you need to stay in the room with me now. You know, again, don't really like to be bothered in labor, you know, don't like to be touched. Um, my midwife is very, very good. She doesn't, she kind of reads, she's able to read, you know, the situation really well. She's has kind of a hands-off approach anyway, which I really, really appreciate. Um, um, so she just kind of, you know, her and her assistant were, 
you know, getting my birth supplies situated in the bathroom and like getting them all organized. And I didn't even like notice what they were doing. Cause it was just so like, I was in the bedroom and it was just nice. Like they weren't even like, I don't know. I looked and like my basket was empty, like of all my birth supplies and like everything was organized. So it's like, great. Like, this is awesome. Um, so I remember being like, Hey, like, uh, you know, you need to stay in the room with me. It's getting super, it was getting really intense. And, um, I think I remember he got me some apples and peanut butter. Cause I asked for some apples and peanut butter. He's like, what do you want for food? You know, I'll get you, you know, he got me my drink and my food. Like we communicated beforehand. Again, the communication is something that we worked on in the HBC and just like, like he was, you know, he was right there doing everything that, that he needed to be doing for me. Um, which was nice because again, like, how are they going to know if, if you don't communicate to them anyway? Um, but things were getting really intense. So I was, and I was laying on the bed cause I was like, I need to lay down. Like there was a point where I was like, I just want to lay down. And I was feeling like some contractions in my back. And I remember being like, Oh heck no, not this again. Like I didn't have back labor with Josie, but I had it with my first and that was not fun. So I was like, yeah, like I'm feeling in my, in my back, you know? So my, my midwife like suggested a position and that actually helped really, you know, it did help. She, I don't know what I think I, I don't know. I just, I think I laid on my side or I did something where it helped. And so I was like, oh, great. You know, that's, that's actually helpful. So, um, again, just not really banking on the tub being filled. It was, I don't even think it was like at one point I remember looking and being like, oh, it's like only half filled. Like, cause you want it to cover, obviously you want it to cover your, your body. You know, you don't want it to be, uh, you want it to be useful for you. So I was like, ah, oh, like, ah, like the tub's not filled yet, but it's okay. You know, able to like process through that and like, just accept, you know, whatever. Um, but then I, I was laying on the bed and, uh, just working through some really intense contractions and getting vocal. I was, I get to a point in labor where I, I do get vocal and it's those guttural primal sounds that I really don't have a lot of control over. People like to wonder, like, I just feel like some people might not realize, like you really don't, when your body's just doing the work that it's supposed to be doing, like you don't have all that much control over those sounds that are coming out of you. Like I'm not a screamer. I wasn't escalated or anything like that, but those like guttural sounds that came out of me were like so primal. And I was like, all right, cool. Like it's definitely, I I know this feeling like this is, he's coming and it's going to be, you know, he's getting closer and this is exciting. And um, we were just super excited. And I think, I don't know if I said this, but my husband had prayed over us like, what um at one point he was he just like took me and we had a moment and we prayed and we were just so thankful and excited so anyway we were just so excited that he was coming and uh you know I rolled over or I went to get off the bed and I looked over and the tub was filled <laughs> and I was like wow that just like happened out of nowhere because <laughs> we we're having like I, I feel like we were having like water pressure issues which was super um, annoying because we had just been told a few weeks before that our water pressure tank was fine. Like we were like preparing, we were like, we need to check like everything. 
Um, and it just wasn't filling up as fast. So I was like, oh, like what the heck? But anyway, it, it was filled. So that was like really, really good. Cause I'm like, all right, I want to get in the water. Like I had a super strong urge to just like, I need to be in the tub. Like if it's filled, like, let me get in it. So, um, my husband and my midwife helped me get my pants off. Um, and I got in the tub and it was like immediate relief, like just that warm water. It was so, such a good feeling. And I just remember sitting there for like a few minutes. I feel like I had like a break. Like, I don't know if there was like a longer break. And I just remember sitting there being like, this is really nice. <laughs> and like my midwife and her assistant, <laughs> I felt weird for like a second. Cause I feel like they were like waiting for me to like have another contraction, but it felt like for, it was taking forever for some reason. So I was like, oh, they're just like kind of sitting here watching me. And I didn't care. Like they were whatever, you know, I, I want like when, when things start to like amp up, like I want people around me. So I was sitting there and I was like, yeah, this is, this feels great. And then immediately, like within 20 minutes of, of being in the tub, like he was born, um, just the intensity just immediately ramped up out of nowhere. He just started coming out like FER again, you know, kicked in, which is amazing. I, uh, actually love the feeling of it. Looking back, I absolutely love the feeling of my baby just coming out of me without me doing barely any like actual pushing myself. Um, and that was really great. It was super intense. I got super loud, um, because I do, that's just what I do. I think my mom was at the doorway with my daughter and she, she was plugging. She, at one point, I think she took her out. Um, she had plugged her ears and got a little, maybe got a little worried look on her face. If I remember, um, them saying that she was a little bit concerned about my, my, uh, my noise level. So she took her out. So just so she, you know, wouldn't get too, too worried, but I got super loud and, uh, you know, that's when you know that, you know, things are just amping up and, um, I instinctively, you know, you just, you're able to get into whatever position you want when you're in labor and, you know, you have kind of a undisturbed, like hands-off experience, you know, like I wanted. So I was kind of on my side, like I roll over to my side whenever I have a contraction. And then I ended up, um, getting, oh, you know, I remember, I remember something. My mom took my daughter out of the room because I started to gag, um, with my contractions, like I thought I was going to barf. And so my husband quickly, you know, grabbed the bowl that we had. And like, I got up farther over the outside of the tub because they're like, Hey, you know, just get up a little farther. It's okay. Like, don't, you know, don't puke in the tub. I was like, ew, like, yeah, that's gross. Like I would rather sit in my postpartum, you know, mess than this puke. So I, you know, I thought for sure I was going to, you know, toss something, but the intensity of the contractions was just, you know, that's what happened. I didn't end up, you know, tossing anything. So I was really happy about that, but it was really intense and it did catch me off guard. Uh, you know, that gagging, I never felt that intense like that before. I never experienced that before, but it was just my body, you know, responding to him coming out, I guess my whole body was just expelling him. So, um, but that was over that didn't last, you know, very long. 
Um, and then I, uh, I was still kind of up over the tub. My, my bottom wasn't in the water as, as much as it needed to be. So, um, I remember my midwife being like, Hey, you know, just so you know, get lower in the tub if you want, or you can stand up, you know, if you, you, you got to make a decision, you know, cause he can't be, you can't, he can't be coming out and you can't go down into the water after he's out. So I was like, Oh yeah, you know, right. You know, so I, I got down and uh, I was on my hands and knees, just like an instinctual position, um, felt really good there. And uh, I remember briefly like getting into a lunge and like feeling his head very briefly, um, just being able to like move however I wanted to. And that felt really good. Um, And he was born. uh, (laughs) on my hands and knees, my midwife was behind me just watching. Um, she doesn't do a lot of touching coach. She just watches. Like I, again, just like for, for me, what my midwife does, you know, during labor, how she, her, you know, views on labor and pregnancy and just what it is. Like, I really appreciated that. She just kind of was there as a lifeguard, you know, and not to manage you know, overly manage, uh, my delivery. And so she was just there like watching and she actually, because I was on my hands and knees, she had grabbed him and that was fine. Like I didn't, I wasn't mad that I didn't get to catch my baby or anything like that. Um, whereas before, you know, I was able to, to bring my second child up myself, um, but I wasn't, my midwife had asked me after she was checking with me and she was like, Hey, you know, are, were you okay with that? You know, I didn't, you know, this is just how it happened. And I was like, of course, like, you know, just this instinctual, like I wanted to be on my hands and knees. And I just really appreciated that she like checked with me, I guess, yeah. um, you know, just like, you know, and she was like, Hey, how did you feel about that? Like after the baby was born and everything. And like, she was like, what, you know? So I don't know. It was just really cool. Like her checking with me, how I felt she was like, I guess like, you know, we were checking with each other, I guess on how we thought everything went. And I was like, well, it went amazing. This is exactly what I envisioned, you know? So um, she brought him, I, you know, lifted my leg and I, I had him in my arms and it was just so like surreal. Like, I was just like, I can't believe I just did that. You know, like, wow. You know, I, I I got my water birth and it was amazing. Um, you know, God was there with me. I felt him again in such a deep, profound way. Um, even though like I you always like envision like, oh, like putting a diffuser on, or like, you know, I told Matt, I was like, Yeah, like I have these scripture cards, like you're gonna read me scripture and everything. None of that happened, but like, like, um, just like, you know, internally, you just feel that peace. And that's what I felt. And uh, it was just great. We, you know, we were able to just um, enjoy that time. It was really special. Um, He was perfectly fine. Um, He was actually my biggest baby, but I ended up not even needing any stitches. Um, I, like, attribute that to being in the water 100%. Um, and so 
we were able to just, again, just like be with our baby and our family. Like my mom was there and my two kids, like everything was exciting after that. They got a little science lesson on the placenta. Like they were super excited to see, you know, the placenta and that was great. Um, And just being together, um, I think it was like not even a couple hours later or maybe an hour later, I don't know, my husband, I was laying in the bed with, um, with my son and after the midwives were, you know, clearing out their stuff and my husband came in and we just had a moment together and we were just like, you know, just being with each other. And that was uh, really special just to like connect and have that moment after the calm, after like, you know, all the excitement of the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, I just, that was an amazing birth. And I am so thankful for everything that I was able to, um, you know, work through uh, with the help of the Home Birth Collective and just, um, you know, with being able to, um, another big part of, of this experience and how it was different was like, for me, being able to rehire like the same midwife was like kind of a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. And not that, um, again, not putting the responsibility of my pregnancy in her hands, but just like being able to um, connect with somebody that already like knew you and mm-hmm. um, just I felt like way more connected uh and I personally enjoy um, conversation that's outside of like the typical, like, Oh, like, how are you doing today? Let's see what the baby's doing. You know, like I like that connection and somebody that's able to, that I trust that's able to like bring something out of me, even just like little conversations that we are having at my appointments, nothing huge, but just like she took the time to connect with you. And my appointments were like an hour long, you know, they just take their time and, um, I just felt that that was a huge, um, like a huge blessing that, you know, being able to have the same midwife and doing the work that I was doing and sharing with her the work that I was doing in the HBC. And she was actually like really um, interested and like very like happy for me that I was doing this work. And we were able to just, you know, kind of go back and forth about it. And I was opening up to her about like, my story and just like other things that I just was not expecting Mm. to open up about. And I don't know, I feel like, um, again, just for me personally, connecting with my midwife was also a huge, huge, like blessing. Um, We actually, we're still kind of like back and forth sometimes like texting and stuff. We're like, we're actually swapping like book recs right now. But anyway, like, like, I don't know, that's just like a special, a special thing um, for me, because it was really important to me to have that, um, you know, with the, with that professional help and guidance that I had to, to feel like a person that was heard and respected and honored. And like, she did all of those things. Like, Mm. that's really important. and it helps, it helped my birth be the rite of passage that I knew that it was. Mm, I love um, that, Carrie. So 
there's a lot of things that went, I guess, you know, into like reclaiming my journey as a rite of passage, working through the things that I worked through in the HBC, being more open and trusting of my midwife and just communicating more with my husband, you know, connecting with God more, all of those things made this experience a thousand times better than what I, you know, could have even like dreamt of. Mm, amazing. Yeah. Wow. Carrie, this, your journey is is so beautiful and I just love hearing how it unfolded. I know that there are going to be so many mothers that take so much from this. It was such an honor to have you. Thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Thank you, Caitlin. Wow. What an amazing episode. As we head into this week's episode roundup, I've got three thoughts kind of swirling around in my head. Number one, we talk about communication being extremely important, and Carrie's story truly highlighted this. She and her husband, Matthew, really spent time before their third birth working on communicating with one another about their hopes and desires of the event. This so clearly paid off in their experience together, and this birth was an extremely magnetizing event, pulling them even closer together. Number two, I love how Carrie brought up this concept of the sanitization and sterilization of birth. You know, in the medical world, it seems as though the goal is to totally subdue the experience of birth. 